Hey, this is Mason. Welcome back to Anime Attic. But no, surprise, it's actually another addendum of Manga Maven. Woo, guys, I'm back. I'm Raven. Raven the Manga Maven is back to talk to us about another manga series that she is adoring. And I am very interested to talk about it, too. I read a little bit of it, but I'm clearly not as versed uh, as you. Do you mean you haven't read it 15 times over the course of you owning it? That would be true, (laughs) unfortunately. I did enjoy what I did read, but tell us about it. What are we doing? We're reading Full Moon Osagesite, which I'm probably mispronouncing, but that's kind of how I've pronounced it since I bought it back when I was in middle school. It's by Arena Tamamura, which... If you've seen any of her stuff, including Gentleman's Alliance, as well as many, many others, her art is the same style, but it is absolutely gorgeous every time. Definitely much more of a shoujo manga than in the past we've covered. It's published by Viz Media, which then became Shoujo Beat. Well, Shoujo Beat is a subsidiary of Viz Media, but... Yeah, I have to say I really enjoyed the art. The art really popped out at me as I was reading it, and I kept thinking to myself, man, these character designs are great. I hope there was an anime. And then, to my surprise, there was an anime. So I think at some point we'll have to talk about that. Especially since the anime is different enough from the manga. Oh, really? It is. It covers a lot of the same story points, but there are several ones where it differs heavily. And why is that? Where they started at the same time or something? I don't know. Um, I've actually never seen the anime. I've only read the manga, but a good friend of mine is obsessed with the anime, and it actually has a pretty decent cult following, even if it's not the most popular thing. I'm not surprised because the character designs were really great. As I was reading it, I was really, I was like, man, I can't wait to see this as an anime. So when I found out that it was an anime, I'm unsurprised. However, usually when the plot splits like that, you kind of mentioned this when we were talking about Escaflone, it's that they started at the same time. And one kind of goes off in one direction and the other one kind of goes off because the production schedules are different. Well, not only that, but for Escaflone, the manga was a different artist than the anime. And it was loosely with both of them, but not directly in charge of either of them. So he gave them specific story points that were important to him, but then kind of let them develop their own things from there. So perhaps something similar happened here. I wouldn't say it's the same because there's enough similar between the two that I think it was probably the same person in charge. But there was a trend around this time of making the anime and the manga different enough that people would be interested to see both. Oh, and this goes back to your whole thing with Chrono Crusade. Right. um, Where I swear we will do. It's okay. It's okay. It's worth the wait. (laughs) I promise. Okay. So summarize, what is this about? Okay, so Full Moon is about this 12-year-old girl with a throat condition. She has sarcoma. Which, for those who don't know, is throat cancer. Yes. And she has always dreamed of being a singer because her dad was in a band and her mom was a singer. And she's living with her grandmother because both of her parents are dead. Yeah, I was surprised. Her name is Mitsuki, by the way. Yes, her name is Mitsuki. Which means full moon. Which does mean full moon, which is ironic because the name she takes as a singer later in the series is full moon. Well, she chooses it. Yes. Yeah, so it's not quite ironic. Yes, she chooses it, but it's always portrayed as Full Moon, spoken in English, is her band name, whereas her name is Mitsuki, which means Full Moon. That's right. Her actual stage name is Furu Moon or something like that. Yes. But it's, yeah. I was surprised when I found out that she was in an orphanage. Her parents both die, but then it's a while before I guess her grandmother shows up to take her and she's in this orphanage. Correct. A little bit. Well, her grandmother had had a pretty wide split with her mother. 
Yeah, they had a falling out because her mom married the deadbeat dad. He's not deadbeat, but the mom was not into him because of his parentage. And that goes into this whole other side story thing. The nice thing about Full Moon is they do give you reasons that every single character is the way they are. I agree. It was extensively written. It goes deep. This was a seven-volume series that was turned into a 52-episode anime, and it goes deep, man. Everybody has backstory upon backstory upon backstory that in all of it is slowly revealed as it comes out. It's true, and most of the backstories are fairly tragic because uh, most of the characters are dead. Yeah. Well, about half the characters that are important in Spoiler. this Spoiler! <laughs> well, no, it's they're, they're presented as Shinigami, which is gods of death. So Mitsuki wants to be the singer, and... She's too young to audition for this open call for idols, basically. But she applies anyway and is going to lie about her age. And the thing about her throat cancer is that if she gets it removed, she's told that she'll never be able to sing again. So she keeps putting off the surgery and putting off the surgery and putting off the surgery. Which I found very funny that a 12-year-old can basically tell all the adults around her, no, I don't want the surgery. And then they're all just powerless. Well, she said no, so... Shh, it's a story. I, I know, I just thought that was funny. So she goes out to go do this and runs into Negi Ramen, which is the cutesy name that the young gods of death take on. The ones that are in training, is it? Yes, they're in training and they deal with young cases. So we should do a side note. For those who are unfamiliar with Japanese culture, I guess in the Western world, we have one aspect of death and death just kind of comes and visits you and takes you to the afterworld. That's our thing. But apparently over there, it's... It depends on the interpretation. Certain interpretations like Soul Eater, there is Shinigami-sama, which is there is one god of death and he is the lord of death and he has a lot of minions. Whereas there's other interpretations where there are many gods of death, like Death Note, where they each kind of rule over and have their own set of responsibilities. Different levels of the afterlife and whatever. Correct. Got you. So in this world, how is it set up? In it's the, set up that moon. there are many, many gods of death. Basically, anyone who died and wasn't okay to move on for one reason or another has the option, basically, of becoming a god of death or disappearing. And most of them take on the role of becoming a Shinigami. They're kind of like agents. Yes. They all have partners and they work for the original gods of death, which is this one woman who was the first and another guy who you don't really see much until the end. You don't really know much about either of them until the very last chapters of the very last volume. <laughs> Intentionally. So she runs into... Takuto and Moroko, which have nicknamed themselves Negi Ramen because they think it's cute. And all of the gods of death in the training all have another aspect that they turn into. So Moroko also has a bunny. So when you see her, she has bunny ears and she's very Lolita frilly in all of her outfits, where Takuto has cat ears and can sometimes appear as a cat. Real quickly, when you say Lolita frilly, what does that mean for our... Lolita is a style of dress, yeah. which is very frilly. You, I'm sure you've heard of gothic Lolita, which is dark, but still lots of gothic style. Very Victorian. Um, very Victorian, but still really, really frilly and cute and kind of young girlish is very much how it's thought about. So Moroku does the... Both the gothic Lolita as well as the Lolita in a lot of her outfits. Yeah, so it has a different connotation over there than over here. Correct. Although can be similar in different types. Well, it, it, it both has to, the, both the connotations have to do with young girls. 
one's just a style of dress and one's just creepy. <laughs> fair, fair enough. But so she meets Takuto and Moroku, who are the gods of death who have been sent to take her soul, which they come and they find that she's not dying right now and they've been sent on the wrong mission. And through various begging and coercing, she gets them to turn her into a healthy 16-year-old. Yeah, there's this elaborate thing where they show up and they're not there to take her. They are there to prevent somebody from... From saving her life. Yeah. Right. And then... But they don't know who. Correct. So they're going to stay with her and find out who's going to save her life and then prevent them from doing that so then they can take her. In a year. They're like, oh, no, you're not dead now. You're actually dead in a year. But somebody's going to try to stop it, which I... Wow, that's foresight. Well, they're the gods of death. I'm sure sure they have these things. So they turn her into a healthy 16-year-old so she can go to this audition. So the partner is... Takuto. And Miroko. Miroko is madly in love with Takuto, but Takuto almost immediately falls for Mitsuki, Mitsuki, which is interesting in and of itself. So he is moved by her plight. He gives her basically a pill of his blood that if she swallows it when he snaps his fingers or whatever, it bursts inside of her and then she can change into the full 16-year-old. Full moon. Right. It's a very interesting, very magical transition. Magical girl series. I would definitely put this under there. Uh, I would not. I withdraw my accusation. This is not one where she goes and saves the world. This is not Sailor Moon or Tokyo Mew Mew, which we need to cover at some point. Um, (laughs) Okay. So she goes to the audition and basically blows away all of the people and loses confidence because some girl tells her, oh, they just picked you because you're cute, not because you're any good at this. And she loses confidence, but then gains it back, which happens a lot over the course of this series, and becomes this idol. So she balances being at home with her grandmother with being an idol until her grandmother finds out about it. And then she leaves her grandmother's to go and do this full time and live as full moon. Her grandmother is horribly against music. Because she feels that music killed her daughter. Because her daughter actually eloped with Mitsuki's father, who was a band member. Correct. So the reason that you find out that Mitsuki... Spoiler. No, no. The reason that... This isn't a spoiler. No, I'm saying uh, my, mine was a spoiler. Like, oh, yes. Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's not that big of a reveal. The reason that you find out that Mitsuki wants to be a singer is that she had met this guy and had fallen in love with this guy when she was in the orphanage named Eichi and he had to leave and he was adopted and went to America and she figured that if she became a big enough star that he would be able to find her all the way from America. You would hear of her and they would be reunited because when he left I guess all communication was cut off. Correct. So she doesn't know where he is or his number or anything. So this is a huge driving force for her through the series as you find out more about Moroko and the reason she became a Shinigami. And you're starting to find out why Takuto became a Shinigami and all of this stuff. And she goes through these various challenges being full moon. Oh, and this is the big spoiler. Spoiler. It's revealed in a very, very tearful way, especially for the characters. It's a very, very tearful and dark and beautiful way that Eiji has been dead this entire time that he died on (laughs) what he he died on the trip to America and that Mitsuki has known it the entire time but hasn't been able to fully accept it so she's she's, wait how did she know it she she heard about the plane when it went down over the ocean okay 
So he died on his way to America. Oh, yeah. man. So, but then wait, she's so fervent. She's like, no, no, he'll hear me. He'll do this. It's it's kind of this thing where she's so, so known spoiler, it. But she... I read the first volume, but not the other six. But... <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't I don't know if we covered it. It's a seven volume series. Correct. It came out June fourteenth, two thousand two. It ran till July fifteenth, two thousand four. The anime came out April sixth, two thousand two, to March 29th, two thousand three. It was a fifty two episode series. Yeah. So apparently, right, it got a real good cult following, and it I did. and I have to say, I'm very intrigued to see it now. So maybe we can cover it on Anime Attic. I am down, but, but now I know. Now you know. Oh no. <laughs> so what? She knew about it, but then she she just, she like, knows about it, but she can't. Basically, she's in denial that he's dead, even though she knows that he is, and keeps saying that. Well, maybe if I'm big enough, maybe if I shine bright enough, he'll see me, even from right, wherever he is. Plot plot hole here her whole goal is to be with Aichi right so if she knows Aichi's dead she's in denial yo she's a 12 year old in denial I understand but hang with me here for a second she knows that Aichi's dead and this cancer will kill me so maybe that's why she doesn't want the operation because she's I want to be with Aichi so the cancer well they never subconsciously address it like that because this really only comes out when Takuto has declared his love and Mitsuki can't really accept it until she reveals that Aichi is dead. But it's interesting because when she finds out that Aichi is dead, I assume she gets upset. She did. when She, she probably, was... in fact, wishes for death. So I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot to be said for denial. As well as maybe it was as much she wanted him to see her from the other world. And it actually becomes important that he's dead because his spirit ends up saving her at the very in the final battle. Oh, okay. Like he comes back and he's, I'm a ghost and I'm here to defend you or whatever. More that she gets hit with a scythe that should have killed her. um, But because his spirit has been following her this entire time to protect her, he not sacrifices himself per se, but his protective spirit saves her from being killed. That makes sense. That would also make sense because she can see the Shinigami, whereas no one else can, right? It depends because there are certain forms that the Shinigami can take where they can be seen. For example, it turns out her grandmother had a past with Moroko, which is revealed with Moroko's backstory. These these intricate webs. Seriously, these intricate webs we weave. Like I told you, Ben, serious deep backstories. Correct. But this backstory is revealed with Moroko and Moroko reveals herself to Mitsuki's grandmother. Okay. So they can be seen when they want to and they can definitely be seen when they want to in their animal forms especially. She turns into a rabbit and he turns into she's a She's so like a cute. Yeah, she's she's adorable. But that's the whole thing, right? In the beginning, they're like, how come you can see us, Mitsuki? And I guess it turns out it's because... Because she's actually seeing it through the filter of Aichi spirit. Who's hovering and protecting her. Who's surrounding her. Ah. So is he the one that was... They show up because they're like, someone's going to try to keep you alive. Is it Aichi? Spoiler. Uh, spoiler alert. Actually, it turns out that the person who was destined to keep her alive is Takuto and Moroko. Oh. By meeting her, they end up keeping her alive because twist. of the amount of time that she spent as a healthy 16-year-old. It doesn't progress her cancer. So since she's spending a good portion of her year... As this healthy 16-year-old. Oh, as full moon. As full moon. Uh. 
she, her cancer doesn't progress as fast. And in the end, she decides to go through with the operation because she wants to be with Takuto, who is revealed to be alive after all this time and has just been in a coma. That's that's a bit of a convenient twist. Okay. Hey, you know what? It's manga. It's not supposed to be inconvenient. No, I'm with it. I'm and it's it. shoujo. It All is. of this stuff is supposed oh, to wrap up in nice little pretty bows. It's definitely shoujo. But I enjoyed it. I will say it was great. It was cute. It was very cute. And it was very moving. And it definitely has its really dark themes. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of death and there's a lot of people dying sad because they didn't get the person they were in love with. There was a lot of people killing themselves. Yeah, well, there was a lot of regret, basically. A yes. lot of upsetting regret, but that's what allows them to not move on. And Correct. And that's then... what allows them to become Shinigami in the first place. Right. So what is your favorite aspect of this? <sighs> there are so many. I really, I love the darkness to it. And Arena Tamamara does a really good job with that, where she ties in these really dark storylines and these really depressing backstories with really pretty art and kind of a little bit of lightheartedness thrown in there. For as dark and as heavy as everything was, it, it does actually come off as very cute and hopeful. And you're watching this girl kind of rise to meteoric stardom. Absolutely. And, and you're hoping for her and you're supporting her the whole way. And Spoiler. The backstory of the initial Shinigami is that she appeared the first time as a Shinigami and was called by the woman whose soul she came to collect a Shinigami. And that is why she decided that they were angels of death. And that is what spurred them all becoming Shinigami and kind of this scary, we're here to collect souls type thing. In the end, Mitsuki changes it all after she's revealed this story. She said something along the lines of, well, then I will call you angels. And so it changes the entire shape of what Shinigami do because the two who started it all accept that and eventually actually fade away because they're not needed anymore. Does that mean no one dies anymore? No, because the rest of the Shinigami are still there, but they're angels. Somebody else takes over the... They're angels now, so they're not... So they're not... They're not there to collect souls anymore. They're there to lead them to heaven. Oh, okay. So it's it's not gods of death. They're now angels of death. Well, they're just angels in general. I understand. I'm I'm being difficult. I understand. I know you do. Anyway... (laughs) And there are two characters we haven't touched on at all who I just want to do a brief shout out to. Do it. So the reason Mason earlier mentioned that Miroko from the very get-go is, Takuto, I'm in love with you. Takuto, I'm in love with you. And the reason that it doesn't really become a really big issue, because Miroko at the very beginning with when she sees how Takuto deals with Mitsuki, gets very jealous yeah. at the very beginning. But well, it's, it's pretty clear that when Takuto is, oh, drink my blood, I'll help you. I want to help you achieve stardom in the year that you have left. He's clearly falling in love with her. And I guess Miroko is at that point very in love with Takuto. And so she she's... keeps saying she's in love with Takuto. And this is the point that leads Jealous. me to this next character is that the reason she keeps saying she's in love with Takuto is because she's really in love with this other guy called Izumi, who's another Shinigami, whose partner is Jonathan, who's the cutest little ghost. Um, <laughs> cuter than Casper. Way cuter. Whoa. He's got a little top hat. Oh, it that's, wins. That's pretty cute. But this other one called Izumi, who she actually was partnered with initially before Takuto, she confessed to him and he rejected her and she couldn't deal with that. So when she got Takuto as her new partner, she from the get go was like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Not because she believed it, but because she wanted to. 
That's heavy. And she was running away. I told you the series is dark. It is. She was running away from her love for Azumi. Oh, uh, okay. So I love, as much as usually I don't like all the characters to be wrapped up in pretty little bows, I really love that they do it with this series, especially with how dark it is. And so I assume eventually her and Azumi get together. Spoiler. It's so cute. All right. That sounds great. Especially because as they all have their animal forms, his is a dog. Oh, so a it's puppy. a dog chasing a bunny. It's adorable. It's pretty cute. It's pretty <laughs> cute, I have to say. So what is your favorite part of this manga? Uh, I have to pick. Well, you said you liked how dark it was, but I mean... I love the general themes. I like the dealing with death in a kind of cute way. And I'm a sucker for fun manga about the Japanese pop industry. Skip Beat's another one that I'm absolutely in love with, but that takes a completely different take where it's comedic all the way. So I love that it combines all of those. I love the themes of angels versus Shinigami, all tied in with her singing career. So I really just love it. It's beautiful and wonderful. Manga Maven rating, what would you give it? I'd probably give it an eight. Eight. Okay. So not as good as Pet Shop. Pet Shop speaks to me on a different level. This gotcha. is the, While this is beautiful in the happy-go-lucky, Pet Shop speaks to my I want everyone to die horror side. I see. So there's a reason I'm a good monster. <laughs> For those who are just tuning in this episode, I confessed last time that I work at Queen Mary Dark Harbor in October as a monster. And there's a reason that I love scaring the living and literal piss out of people. This has occurred. It has. All it right. was beautiful. I, oof, I'm sort of intrigued. All right. So is this still available, this manga? This is. While it's not being serialized anymore in Shoujo Beat, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to find than anything that was made by Tokyo Pop because it's mostly available in the larger volumes now where you can get three volumes in one or three or four volumes in one. Oh, okay. So it's, it'll be pretty cheap. It's only a seven-volume series. Correct. So it's available at most bookstores and definitely at Amazon. And maybe at Meltdown. Who knows? I haven't checked the Meltdown manga section, but we do have a good manga section here and uh, just let me give a little shout out to Meltdown Comics. And if they don't have it in store, I'm sure they can order it in for you. Oh, I'm sure they could, actually. So, yeah, we're recording live in the Meltdown studio over here at 7522 Sunset Boulevard. You should come down and check out Meltdown Comics. It's awesome. Anyway, what is the age range? This is rated for teens. I wouldn't say you necessarily have to be a teen to read it, but it does deal with some darker themes. It was so. super cute. I but think, it's it's very adorable, and it presents those dark themes in a very cutesy way. I think I could have handled it at 13 for sure. Oh, I definitely could have handled it at 13 or even 10. I mean, I was yeah, reading Fear it, Street. So. It's super cute. So you'd recommend it? Absolutely. I am waiting for the day where we actually discuss something that one of us is like, you know what? I didn't like it. it it's oh, not gonna happen. oh, those exist. Yeah. I just don't own them. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like. I, I'm waiting for that day because you're always like, here, read this. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. But I'm waiting for the day where, where one of us is like, or I'll suggest a manga or something and and we'll do it. And one of us will be like, I didn't like it. We'll see how you like Tokyo Mimu. Okay. It's it's definitely, it's it's girlier without quite the dark themes. All right. I'm intrigued. So you want to do that? You want to do yeah, that Yeah, we next? should do Tokyo Mimu. All right. We'll do Tokyo Mimu. And I don't know, final thoughts on Full Moon, anything in particular? I really want to cosplay it from it eventually, but I don't know who I would because they're all so pretty. Oh, yeah. Well, Full Moon, of course. I don't know. I can't do blondes. I guess there's Madoka. Full Moon has a rival, Madoka. Oh, my gosh, with the pig. Yeah. I, go. Gu-chan. 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 
<laughs> Wait, isn't that the girl that at the beginning is, oh, you only got it because you're pretty? That's yep, Madoka, right? That is yeah. Madoka. Okay. So eventually they're rivals and the, I guess they eventually become friends. But she does have this pet pig who's Gu-chan who yep. runs around. and Who also gets wrapped up in a pretty little bow with her story. Yeah. So see, you could totally do that. It's true. Boom. It's true. So good. Yeah, Madoka has an, an entire... Not going to lie. Every time you say Madoka, I'm thinking Madoka Magica. Yeah, I've I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. Oh, <gasps> we need to cover it. Goes. We need to cover that. All right, we'll put it on the list. And by the way, if anybody out there has any shows that they really want to see us do, you can certainly email me at mason at meltcomics.com and suggest it, and I will do what I can. If it's not already on the list, we'll put it on the list and see if we can get it covered. All right, anyway. I think we've covered it. Yeah, the manga was amazing. Well, the volume I read was amazing, and I was <laughs> super pumped that it became an anime, so I'm looking forward to reviewing the anime. But it sounds like the anime and the manga are very different. Different, but not extremely so. All right, The cool. endings are different, I believe. Oh, well then, yeah. So definitely check out the manga, and I'll let you know my thoughts about the anime. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. This is Anime Attic with another Manga Maven. Mini-sode. Bye, Raven. So Manga Maven, Raven, catch you later. Bye.